what's my pitch to a homeowner? To a landlord. Good landlord, question yeah. too. So the pitch is really simple depending upon the, the homeowner or the landlord. So for example, for me, I'm in uh, apartment communities. And with apartment communities is a little different pitch than if you're dealing with an actual landlord. But mm -hmm. I'll give you an apartment community uh, basis there. So there, you mostly target apartment communities that have a higher uh, vacancy, right? Because these are apartment mm -hmm. communities that are hurting, that they need to, you know, let some people, you know, rent these properties. So they're going to be a little bit more open to the idea of, you know, the short-term rental space and all of that. And, you know, landlords and apartment communities are very much aware of this movement now that a lot of people are looking mm -hmm. to book. So they're not oblivious, the majority of them. But, you know, we we literally give the scripts on per host and how to actually go about it and all that stuff. But in a nutshell, all you're doing is piggybacking off of their pain points, which is, you know, we're professionals, we're gonna make sure that we vet, you know, every single person that is going to stay in our properties. You know, if everything goes well with our business, then you will have infinite amount of renewals with us and yeah. blah, 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 all these different things. And the same thing, the same thing ha is, is true for the landlord side of things, understanding what their pain points are. As a business, one of the main pain points are for landlords is that they take care of the property, right? Mm -hmm. Take care of the property, vacancies, you know, dealing with the turnover all of that if i run an airbnb business in your property that you own it is in my best interest to make sure that it is well taken care of it's always going to be in for sale condition if my business is doing well and i'm renting it out like you'll always have a tenant you never have mm -hmm. to go find another tenant right i'm going to take care of it like if it was my own you can go check up on it if you need to like yeah. it's all of these different things that you need to identify really what their pain points are and then just throw them in their face and let them know that you are the best thing that could happen to them. So are you in charge of the repairs and stuff too, or are you still passing that off to the landlord? No, still passing off the major repairs to the okay. landlord, 100%. And what I like also about doing them in apartment communities is that a repair can literally be changing a light bulb. For sure. Right? Yeah. I don't have to go out and hire a, a handyman or anything like that to change a light bulb, change a filter, you know, air filter mm -hmm. or anything like that. Now, when you do it with the landlord route, it's mostly like, you know, appliances going bad and all these different things. Everything mm -hmm. else you're kind of, you know, responsible yeah, for. Yeah, so like if somebody like messes up the walls or with paint and stuff like that, are you gonna come in and paint or are you gonna still dish that off to? No, landlord? that would be on us. Yeah, okay, if it was it. caused by us, then we take care of it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay, and then so how did you get started in yeah. this industry? So my start was, um, you know, funny enough, um, I wanted to get into real estate from, you know, when I was, since I was young, I, I've, I've grown up to be an entrepreneur all my life. I was stuck in a nine to five. And what were you uh, doing? I was uh, in sales for insurance, insurance sales. I okay. worked for Allstate. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I always knew that I wanted to get into real estate. I just didn't know how, like how, if most of the times I was always thinking I needed to raise a bunch of capital in order to be able to become an mm -hmm. investor. And that's a lot of people, that's what they yep. think. Um, but then my wife and I, we were moving from Miami five years ago from Miami to Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was basically a way for us to start fresh, um, to start fresh and, you know, start to create a life for ourselves that eventually we can bring our children in because we didn't have any kids at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just, I, three months before moving, I did some research on, um, real estate and how I can get into it. And I had stayed at Airbnbs before. 
And I'm sure most people that have stayed in an Airbnb have told themselves or wondered in that moment, like, I wonder if I could do this. Like mm -hmm. looking around, have you, has that ever happened to you? For sure. It's yeah. like, man, I, I should get an Airbnb. Like, this is nice. I wonder how hard it is. All right. Yeah, every time I stay, especially now, I'm like, I wonder after how much money they're making, <laughs> everything. But even before being in real estate, yeah. I was always looking and I'm like, this is a this is probably a great business. But yeah. sorry, continue. No, 100%. Yeah. And that obviously planted the seed in my mind. And then, you know, down the road, um, I was like, I, I should look into a little bit more into this Airbnb mm -hmm. thing. And uh, back then, five years ago, arbitrage wasn't as popular as it mm -hmm. is today. And, um, you know, basically did three months worth of research. There wasn't any real like courses or anything like that at the time, like we have now. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a mentor in the space like, like our students have. So mm -hmm. um, I did three months of research. By the time we moved or before we moved, um, we needed to rent a property because we were buying a property in Charlotte, North Carolina, but it wasn't gonna be finished. It was new construction. So we needed to rent out a space for the, the gap in time because I was starting a new job. I had to go sooner before it was done, all that jazz. But the idea was that I would lock in one of the leases or the lease of this apartment and I, I would do it by the book, how it's supposed to be done, get the clause waived of the uh, mm -hmm. lease agreement to make sure that if, I could rent it out after. So we rented that property so we can stay in it, literally hauled all of our, a bunch of our own stuff into this apartment. The living room was full of boxes and all <laughs> these things. The benefit there is that for that first unit, we used a lot of our own furniture, mm. which made it to where we started that one listing with $2,000, right? So yeah. it was a lot of our own furniture, plus $2,000 for first month, right? Quick note, so how much does somebody need? So I know you're doing it at that, the affordable rate, right? Like yeah. $2,000, you got into the, to the listing. So yeah. what's the typical capital requirement for somebody getting into uh, arbitrage? Arbitrage is $5,000. Okay. Yeah, if you're doing like a studio apartment or a one bedroom, $5,000 in most places, obviously, depending on the rates, like mm -hmm. you can't get that in New York or California because yeah. rents are incredible. But if you, let's say you have a rent that's $1,400, $1,500, right? Mm -hmm. um, that plus everything else should be $5,000 or less. Wow. Like we just got one uh, like two months ago or so in Charlotte again, another one, and um, it cost me $3,000 all in. Wow. And yeah projected profit on like a monthly basis. What are you expecting? So our average is 1200 bucks per door on the, on these. So nice. within three months, we already in profit. Crushing it. Yeah. That's huge. Okay. So back to your story. Yeah. So keep yeah. going. So, so $2,000. Yeah. Started with that one unit. And, um, then we ended up getting in that same apartment building mm -hmm. today still and we're still in that same apartment building we proved ourselves right there's certain things that occurred that obviously things happen right mm -hmm. so if you set the set the right expectations with the the community the management and all of that and you let them know that hey um you can't guarantee me that any other residents are not are gonna you know be good all the time there's gonna be things that happen mm -hmm. but this is what we'll do if something does happen like mm. we have zero tolerance for, you know, parties, negligence, yeah. parties, people smoking, all these different things. So just, just know that. And we built, I built a relationship with them to where they, you know, basically said, Hey, you can continue getting, now I'm capped. They don't let me get anymore. <laughs> How many I'm do you have? Nine in that one <laughs> apartment. Have, that's crazy. I, I have nine in that yeah. same building now. And uh, it was the first one that was five years ago. Yeah. And uh, now we've created a system where not only do we have nine in that building, but the building directly across, not associated with this mm -hmm. one, we have another like eight or nine. Um, so we, we've created a system where now in one of the buildings, we have a storage room, right? Where all of the inventory stays, uh, linens, towels, all the consumables, paper towels, toilet paper, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And our cleaners just go in there, restock whatever they need, and they go clean whatever apartment needs to get mm -hmm. cleaned. 
So now it's been in a way more like systemized um, way. And then the, the goal there was, yeah, now we have this massive like cash flowing machine because mm-hmm. we're averaging around $40,000 a month in revenue. Wow. Um, we're probably 50% margins, right? So mm-hmm. I would say we're like netting 20 grand a month or so 